Welcome um, to the seventh episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. How y'all feeling tonight? I'm feeling good. With my illustrious guest, Mr. Brooks, with the good looks, Robert Brooks. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? Holla at him. And of course... Keeping an eye on the Sixers game right now. We're going to give you updates as we go along on this Monday night recording for this Wednesday morning uh, posting. And, of course, from Detroit, Michigan, Mr. Grant Lancaster. What up, though? What up, though? How you living? Living good, living good. And hopefully we're going to get Gene in here. He's, like, trying to get signed in. Oh, there he oh, goes. Oh, took the lead. Oh, speaking of devil, boing. <laughs> of course, from the ATL, Mr. Gene Hopkins. Yo, what's up with my screen? You're purple. It looks like you're in the middle of the that apocalypse. Shit. Yeah. That shit is black now. I can barely see. We have an issue. Billy took the lead. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on. We're having issues. Uh-oh, what just happened? What the fuck just happened? Philly just took the lead, if anybody cares. Yeah, that's, that that happened. Man, and you know what? They was plus 10 and a half. I started to throw a hot 100 on them, man, just saying, man, they giving them 10 points like that? The yeah, playoffs? that's a lot in the playoffs. Shit. I didn't do nothing, though. I was like, Embiid ain't playing. Neither am I, goddamn. Neither am I. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it real. Keep it real. So anyway, fellas, man, it's welcome. It's good to have the whole crew here for a change, man. That's what's up, man. Yes, sir. This is the camaraderie. What's up with my camera? This is the camaraderie that makes the world work. So, you know, what we were going to talk about this evening, of course, you know, starting it off, was this whole thing with uh, Queen... Cleopatra in Egypt. In order to get ready for the show, you know, often I do research on the show. And what I did today in order to do research for the show was I watched one of my favorite bad movies from the last couple of years, which was The Gods of Egypt. Y'all ever see The Gods of Egypt with Gerald with Gerald Butler and uh the guy from um Game of Thrones, uh Jamie Lannister. I refused. What? I refused. Can't say that I did, homie. What was the problem with seeing? No, nah. I refused to watch it. We're not watching that shit. Yeah, God to Egypt with all white folks. Stop. Yeah, with Christian Bale. I mean, I mean, I think that no. Uh, was that who was in it? Yeah, it could have been Christian Bale. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Who knows? We don't think that they look like Egyptians. We knew that much, and. Twitter was all the roar over that one for the gods of Egypt and everything, but nobody really said too much about it. The movie came out, it tanked. We didn't have directors coming out, the Egyptian people coming out and complaining so much about the movie as we have right now with this version of Cleopatra, which is coming out on Netflix right now. And the big outroar, uproar is that Cleopatra is depicted by a half African American I think she's mixed she's actually mixed in real life but she's a, of African descent and they're saying no 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 that's not the way it works who's they can't trust it there's a lawsuit who's they there's a lawsuit Egyptian producer has actually like filed a lawsuit against Netflix for cultural appropriation yeah. effectively for effectively cultural appropriation, stating that it's not possible. All right. It's an insult. It's an insult to the Egyptian people to have Cleopatra played by a black person. Oh, Elizabeth Taylor, she's rolling over in her grave. Mm. What do you gentlemen think about this? Do you think that it's wrong to have a person who is of non-Arab descent playing Cleopatra, whether it be the long-deceased Miss Taylor or one of the other numerous white actresses who have depicted Cleopatra over the years. 
Well, you know, I, I, I come down on the side that wrong is wrong. Like, I was upset that they had an actor do the voice of Remy in Ratatouille. I thought that they should have gotten, like, an actual rat to play his voice. Um, so I can see why the Egyptians are really fucked up about this. That's a that's an actual good right. point. That's actually a good point. What was that? I, I blacked out for a minute. Did you say Ratatouille should have been? <laughs> yeah, Ratatouille, Ratatouille should have had, 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 had a vet, a rat doing his voice. Yeah, send him to culinary school for a few weeks. You know exactly. Right. They should have let Sammy. They should have let Sammy the Bull play that voice. A real rat. Oh, it's me, a real rat. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. That's a good one. Six nine should have got that part. <laughs> is it all really one? Is it all ridiculous? I mean, like, wow. You know, even in that movie, Gods of Egypt, Frida Pinto was. I believe Frida Pinto was. Man, why Pinto you say that? Movie. I was behind. Shit, I was behind. Philly won the game. Damn, <laughs> they had me pause when the internet went out. I didn't even know I wasn't watching it live. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> Philly won. <laughs> I'm sorry, X. Well, let's not worry about the guy. Yeah, let's worry about our betting. We haven't bet any, but there's no money on that game. So, but Frida Pinto was. Damn, in Philly and over. No, Frida Pinto. I didn't was put a stamp on it. She's from India. She's not Egyptian. Mm-hmm. But she fits the. Like, but you know, she oh. makes any movie easier to watch. What's that? Brother? <laughs> What's the brother that's? In Let Russia? me tell you why it doesn't surprise me. Go ahead. The brother that's in with? The brother that's in with. Oh, yeah, the dude who played Peoples. He played Peoples in uh, Shaft. Yeah. Oh, you better kill me, motherfucker. Yeah, what's his <laughs> name? Right. Jeffrey. Jeffrey Tiger Wu. Uh, Jeffrey, what's his Jeffrey name? Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright. Okay. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright. Wright. That brother has played every nationality under the sun. He's been Hispanic. He's been black. He's uh, been white man. Arab. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been a white man yet. He ain't right. played a white man. When he plays a white man, he's getting the Oscar. But he's played everything. He's played everything under the sun. Right. And we can get him to play Christmas Addicts next. Damn it, that's the one he'll win for. That'll be a that'll be a um what is that? Tropic Thunder moment. Yes. A Tropic Thunder moment. Right. I'll tell you why it doesn't surprise me that the Egyptians are mad. Why is that? Because I don't, if you guys read oh, Chancellor, Wilson, William, Chancellor Williams' book, he details more than any anything I've read on how Egypt was infiltrated. infiltrated the hows and the whys. Infiltrated by whom? The same people who are angry. <laughs> but mostly it was, like they called movie. Asians whites. They called Asians whites then too, according to history, but by the Asians and by the Europeans, you know, everybody coming with uh, Bibles and gifts and trade negotiations. Well, let's, you talk know. About, let's talk about the world at that time. We're talking um, before um, before Christ, you know, before the Christian Judeo. What is it called? Uh, oh yeah, no, nah. you know. What those people that their argument is that she was actually Macedonian and Greek, and she has very little. It's very little chance that she is actually African, is what their argument is. But Chancellor Williams puts out another, um, another argument. Actually, the bones of pharaohs puts and the um, DNA of pharaohs actually puts another twist on that as well, because uh, I was just reading about mm-hmm. Ramses the Third, who was um, born to who said to carry a gene that was West African in nature. So what exactly are these people arguing about? Why is it such a bad thing in either event for Cleopatra to be depicted as probably what the majority of how the majority of people at that world of the world looked at that point in time, brown and delicious. What it, because every time yeah. they open up TikTok, they see some black people twerking and shit and clapping their ass cheeks. And like, that's not Cleopatra. <laughs> right. Their argument is that Cleopatra had, had white skin and Greek features. That's their argument. So 
portraying her as a black woman is a falsification of history. Well, let's be honest. That's that's the argument that they're. How would you define Greek features? Thicker lips. Do they have full lips? Uh, well, according to uh, the, the movie Three Hundred, they all had six packs. And uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know, uh, they were modeled like Becky's. You know, according to Three Hundred. Gene, we missed you so much, bro. We missed you so much. It's like been like what four jokes in like four jokes in four minutes. How are we gonna get past the entire hour? How are we gonna do it? Here? Earth, <laughs> right? Earth and water. Earth and water. <laughs> That's most, all we ask. Most people, in, most people at that time were be, were they didn't care about color. Like honestly. They weren't thinking about race. They were thinking about conquering lands. They were thinking about the same things that we're thinking about, resources. This whole colorism thing is something that's been brought out by European conquest. And I think that it shows so much that the fact that they have this um, lawsuit going on right now, it shows how conquered those people in Egypt actually have become over the years. They don't even have to lob any missiles into your homeland any longer. They've completely and totally stolen and taken your minds to the point where it's more important for people to appear to be lighter than to actually have than to acknowledge all the things that they did. And let's be honest, like Egypt, we can make arguments about whether Africa brought up a lot of most of the advances. We know that Africa has brought up a most of uh, the majority of the advances in mathematics, Egypt, Alexandria at that time, Chancellor Williams, like what would Chancellor Williams say about that time? Gene, you've read his book. You're always talking about Chancellor Williams. And, you know, because it, because he gives history. I mean, he gives such a, a refreshing, different perspective of history. You know, he sets aside everything that, white historians have claimed to be true and looks at everything from the evidence he was able to gather from uh, black historians and uh, what they described. So the, and from the people of the time and scripts and writings and documentation from the regions of said history instead of documentation from the white people who wrote on, you know, the historian. So it's, it's refreshing. I mean, just the way that he puts it together and it actually makes sense. Whereas, you know, uh, it's something that makes sense that, okay, that is likely to have happened. That is likely to have happened, you know, because we're the end result, of course, or, or not. The now is the end result. So what he says makes sense. But, uh, and, the way he says things happen, the infiltration of Egypt and the techniques for infiltration have uh, have lasted throughout time. It's the same techniques and ways that, you know, well, what are some of the techniques that are done today? What are some of the techniques? Well, I mean, I guess the most the most blaring technique now is getting pregnant. If you want to infiltrate and, you know, they were on some breed them out type shit, but you can't you can't breed out the African gene. You know what I'm saying? You, you breed out probably uh, white genetics, but you can't breed out the African gene. And so Egypt has split at the time, and he went back like four or five thousand years, and the beginning of the split and what the countries are now. And I think one of them is uh, Ethiopia. I think if it, if Nigeria. I remember right, well, Ethiopia, well, Egypt, Egypt, and after it split, you know, there was isn't Ethiopia just south of Egypt? Do I have my geography right? I believe so. Yeah. So, well, he talks about the split back then because what was going on is the same thing that similar to what we experienced here with mixing black and white, whereas the mixture had to identify with one side or the other. And I think for 
decades and centuries, they were having issues with people being either pro-black or I think it pro-Asian. Was more, I think it was back more, then. I think back then it was more. And and like Gene, I'd just like to let you know it's good to have you back on the show. That was good work explaining that to us and giving us that educational base. Kind of makes me feel better. So anyway, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no. All right, I don't know. So, if, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think. I think. I don't like, know if that's a dig, <laughs> but you know was, what? Get the shovels out, my, Holmes. My spidey senses are jumping up. <laughs> that was bad. Usually, it's Rob. Listen, I think what we were dealing with was like you, you're talking about polytheism at that point in time. They used the Arab religion to bring some of these peoples, these cultures together, and separate them and put them apart at that time. But I colorism wasn't that. No, they were literally trying to breed them out, though. They were trying to breed them out. But they were there. At one time, there was an issue with the African choosing the African side over the newcomer side. But but they were successful. They called an Arab, but it was not only Arab. It was I think back then there there weren't as many distinctions uh, in the uh, geography as there are now. Uh, you know, four or five thousand years ago, right? What what was really Arab and what was uh, Asian, and what was European? You know, it was a bit different than what it morphed into to become it. Grant, what would you say about and that? So, so, I, <clears throat> so the, the the way that works, the conquering people that was that was their thing. Like if we if we the conquering people, it's like a a pride of lions. So if you if a new lion takes the pride, then he kills all the babies. Well, when they came and when they came and conquered, they fucked, right? And right, they made as many babies with their blood as they could. But it's like like Gene said, you can't erase Africa's imprint because Africa's imprint is inside of everyone. Right. So, so the best you can do, the best you can do is, is kind of dilute it. Yeah. Well, the, you matter of fact, the technique was dilution, then conquer. It wasn't a conquer, then dilute. Well, back then. well but it was, it was dilute. It was dilute because we weren't at war. So how right. Would you- right. So they, so we let them in, we let them in. And then once we let them in, they tried, they pulled the takeover. So, so how would you do that? Would you set up a series of nightclubs in Egypt where people would come and they would dance and you would <laughs> kind of like hook up with the local chicks and work that out? That nah. sounds like something that Robert's ancestors would have a party. You just no. You just do a mission. Right. Impo- you just do a mission. First, in, yeah. You do a mission impossible on the sper- on the local sperm banks, man. Well, right, yeah. Switch out everything. It you know. Maybe it was, maybe it was a, a bunch of a bunch of TikTokers driving Bugattis, parking in front of parking in front of periods, trying to get chicks to basically see if they were. Pyramid gold diggers. You know, it could be a million different ways you could actually do that. They could be wearing the flyest turbans of the area. Chicks in Africa ain't never seen no turban. They used to dashikis. What's that on your head? That's fly headwear. It's like sort of like the Kango of the middle of the of the Middle Ages. <laughs> This I like is, it. This is why we're on this show because we're we're trying to figure out things historically that could have possibly happened. I'm going to flip the script to comedy real quick for a second. I was seeing, I read an article this week in the Root about from some angry young person who was stating that Chris Rock, uh, Monique, it was a review on Monique's show. Has have any of y'all seen Mo, Monique's comedy show that came out on Netflix? No, I haven't. I just. I just got hit that it existed. I wasn't a Monique uh, fan before all the bullshit. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to check it out. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm not a Chris Rock fan for that matter. We're going to table that. They said uh, Dave Chappelle, pretty much um, all of the comedians today, they said that, they're, that the comedians are now dating and they're not funny. And that, base, and that their basic uh, makeup now is just complaining about old things right now. But I... 
I it got me thinking, like, what do young people find funny right now? You turn on television shows, there's no TV shows, there's no sitcoms, there's nobody. What's a what's a funny young comedian that's not on Saturday Night Live? Abbott Elementary is pretty funny. Okay, she came from the Black Lady Sketch Show. I That was another. Yeah, Black Lady Sketch Show is, is fucking hilarious. 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 But uh, yeah, yeah. what are these people finding funny now? Is that the only thing? And she, like, even even that, the creator of that show, she's closer to our generation than to a younger generation. So what exactly, where's the humor at? You know, well, it's like. If you think. Go ahead. If you think about it, we went from just basic, complete immorality when it comes to a comedian stage performance. When you think about their content, nothing, no, no whole bars, nothing off limits to everything being offensive. So I think that has something to do with maybe why comedy isn't butt gusting like it used to be. But you can't get up there and do skits no more like Eddie Murphy and Raw and Richard Pryor. And I mean, you know, they threw them insensitive words around like it was (laughs) like they were just ready, ready, like like they were taught that in school. And so that could be why uh, comedy is... uh, well, throwing an F not comedy, throwing an F bomb around just to be funnier to make something funny. The MFR, those are these are like tried and true words and um, things. The B word if you're a woman, continually saying. I'm talking about the the gay F word. Well, the gay F word, forget it. You can't like, for example, let's take it. Let's take an example. Dave Chappelle let's, still says it. Like Dave Chappelle versus uh, what was it, Tigno Taro. Was that the one that he was arguing with, the the lesbian comedian? And to me, it's not got nothing to do with what her sexual like orientation is. I don't find her funny. I find some of I find a lot of what Dave Chappelle finds is funny, but it's but they're kind of right. He's informative in a different way. He's more getting up there, he's more speaking now, he's more giving um soliloquies about comedy. But how, where are these? Where are these? Where are these people finding their humor at? What is there to laugh at? It comes to it comes they, down to me. It's like everybody takes themselves so seriously. This whole Arab Egyptian Cleopatra thing. It's like you're just taking it too seriously. These people looked like that in that area. They might have looked like that. They might not have looked like that. You don't know what they look like, but we know that they're all artists. And we know that they're all doing work. If you had no problem could, with the white Cleopatra, you should have no problem with the black Cleopatra because it's all fantasy. All of this stuff is fantasy. All of this stuff is supposed to be entertainment. Since when did we start taking entertainment so fucking seriously? Robert, you have something to say? Well, they, they complained about the Black Little Mermaid. Exactly. The Black Little Mermaid, like when y'all niggas started demanding that you could play any role that you wanted to. That's when they started taking this shit seriously. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on, homes. We'll do whatever we want. Y'all, oh, wait a minute. I, we got to talk about yeah. that because that might not be, you know, we might they but might did, not accept that in the lower 48. Didn't they, didn't they shut down Idris Elba as James Bond? Mm-hmm. Very unhappy about that concept. Never made it. Yeah. Didn't they shut that down? Like, yeah, that shit came to a screeching halt. Well, they said it was due to COVID. <laughs> <laughs> right. I right. So. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I just think we're all, I think we're all yeah. taking all this stuff too, we're taking all this stuff too seriously and all this colorism stuff. And while people are doing this colorism stuff, it's like there's real money issues that are really just fucking everybody up. Do you think that the world's currency is going to collapse as an actual thing? Do you think that there's enough jobs for Of course. Everyone? You believe the world's currency is going to X, we're not taking it too serious. So, we're, that's appropriate. I'm telling you, you know, we said it time and time again. The, the, the deaths of immorality that have been going on, they require 
a high level of sensitivity and all type of shit. So, no, we're not taking it too serious. I mean, I think as part of the balance, there ought to be a huge portion of people that ain't about none of the shenanigans because of history. So let me let me ask a question real real quick. So just kind of circling back to what do people find funny these days? So if you watch a show, if you there's a show on on MTV Ridiculousness that's all about people getting fucked or primarily about people getting fucked up, hurting themselves. People whatever. doing all kinds of dumb shit. Right. On ladders and right. smacking shit. themselves on trees. Watch it. Yeah. But that's, that's what young people find funny. Right. So my question is this, if people getting hurt is what's funny, are people really that sensitive? Are you know what I mean? Like are words really fucking with you like that? If what you find funny is people getting physically hurt? I think well, they're mutually I think, exclusive. I think once again we're we have taken we have taken this very small group on the internet and we've given them a much larger voice than they probably deserve. We're talking about people being outraged and you know we're probably talking about 20 people. And even if we're talking about let's just say that Egypt is really ablaze. 200 <laughs> people wrote a post on Twitter. The, you know, the population of Egypt, really 200 people, that don't mean shit. Like, who's, right. really, who's really mad about it? And why are we really reacting to it? Well, Egypt's you know, Supreme and, Council of Antiquities is, is who's uh, a good podcast fodder. <laughs> They're a 160 <laughs> year old organization. <laughs> it is actually a very good podcast fodder. And that's the reason why yeah. we have it. That's the reason why we have it right here as a conversation. It's no different than the Dilbert guy. When you just said that, Robert, I just thought about that. No different than the Dilbert guy saying that they did this poll and eighty percent of black people don't like white people. Who are those eighty percent? Where are they? So- Where there's eighty percent, and uh, not only that, but yo, homes based on America's history, they shouldn't like. Right, it, it should be a hundred percent based on America's history. Yeah, you, know? you should be happy we share our music. Really, you should be happy. Exactly at this point. Yeah. Like we let y'all, we let y'all taste Rihanna and Beyonce. Like get the fuck away from us. Yeah, hefty I mean, share, and still they pull us over. We gave you Rihanna, motherfucker. What do you Retain mean? Us. What do you mean 75 and a 65? Dude. Wah, 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 wah. Wah, 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 wah. So back to your car. That's what I'm talking about. Can we get some actual equity going on? And that's why. Time out. It's halftime in the show. Time out. Halftime in the show, and we're going to change. Did we have cheerleaders, or well, we should have cheerleaders. Perhaps we get a budget, but it's halftime. So the John Exum All Female Fan Club will be brought back to order. No, we be gaveled back into order. Listen, even <laughs> I know that that club is probably too aged to make a make an appearance on my show right now. That was 1987. I'm not mad at you. Thank you, young ladies. Thank you, young ladies, for your activities, as I have said once before. Thank you very much. Listen, we all have our things. We all have our issues, okay? We've, we've seen these things go move from freaknik to internet porn to everything else. Every generation has its, has its thing, has its thing to be. We all, because you're young when you're young, you're hormonal. And when you're hormonal, you do stupid things. <laughs> now that's now that's what's changing. These young people ain't very hormonal. No, you don't think so? I think that their I think that their hormones are. Repressed. I think that's changing. I think their hormones are repressed at this point in time. And you know what? They don't. They're different because they don't hear it the same way. I think we was nutcases as teenage boys from 
older boys, this, that, and everything else. It was just culturally a different message being received from a baby. And so uh, the drive was different. I don't think these kids have or get getting the same messaging. And so they don't have that. St- I just, I don't see it. I see people going to school like rag bags. Sometimes it's like, yo, they not think about no girls, no boys. <laughs> you know, I don't know what's going on. The minds aren't there anymore. Well, I mean, this, that know, might be a good thing though. You I know, don't know. It's I less don't, trouble. I think, I think you talk about the cultural things. You talk about COVID where people, um, with kids having, basically two years of interrupted interaction with each other and with the societal changes that we've been going through right now, it's very possible that they're not hormonal and they're not looking to be hormonal any longer, you know, but how is that actually going to stick though? Because like nature is that at a certain age, you start to feel certain things, but are these is the messaging that we're putting out there now? Like I watched a video today on TikTok with this guy with the Bugatti. I, like I mentioned before, and this guy is like watching this him this uh, couple walk into a building, and this guy is like, "Yo, I'm gonna pull this guy's girl. I'm gonna like take his girl from him right here, whether it's contrived or not." But he walks up to him, starts messing with him. The guy starts like swinging on him. And like he's really, he's like, this is not my car. It's not my car. Then at the end, he goes, well, it actually is my car. When he says, it actually is my car, not only did the female's attitude change, but the guy's attitude changed too. His attitude went from, you're messing with us, you're a bum, you're trying to steal my girl to, oh man, I'm sorry, I didn't know this was your car. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. He turned. He, 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 he turned by over the car, huh? He basically did. He but turned but, by. But this dude was like, he, he he opened up the car. He let he let the guy's girl sit in the car. He was like, yeah, do you want to drive the car? She was like, yeah. She was like, yeah, just take me for a ride and bring me back. Just bring me back here. Now, yeah, this dude is like. I've been with you for Imagine three years. Imagine that was your girl. Yeah, right. He was like, "Yo, I've been with you for I've been with you for three years, and you're gonna give it. You didn't know your girl for this ride in the Bacati. And this guy is like, basically, like, chick is like, "You're gonna take and, care of me to the other guy." He goes, "She goes, yeah, uh, I'm gonna take care of you. Yeah, I'll take care of you." And that was the end of the video. But what I'm saying is that their hormones stage. Yeah, it could be staged. Very staged, and a fool, staged. a fool and their money are soon parted, and she will be ass out. She will be ass out. Ass out. But you know what? Even if it is, even if it is staged, that video was sending a message to thousands of other girls who were watching the video that it's just something yep, she- that you could possibly get away with if you pick the right guy and you control, and you're in control of him. Because dude automatically, he turned into a marshmallow. Like you said, he turned by right there on the spot. Maybe he's going to give me a ride. <laughs> Is this dude going to give me a ride? And should I take it? You know? Yeah. I'm only making minimum wage. But this is what But this is what it is. It's Everything is about the wages of sin right now. And if you have it, you can have it. You can have it all. And at no time in history has it been more okay. We've always seen in history May-December relationships. Members of this panel have benefited from them. (laughs) What kind of relationships? May-December. 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 I don't get it. Uh, What's May-December? Call me daddy. Old and young. Old and young. Old and young. Old and young. Call me daddy. Okay. So, uh, you know, we, yeah. you know, cats have, cats have benefited from that. Sweet sorrow. Of, yeah. Well, that's a different kind of, that's a much deeper relationship conversation, but the experience was sweet sorrow. <laughs> listen, Nobody really cares. Nobody, nobody really cares these days. These things are more transactional than ever. Would you we say should have Brian on the show? Why? For this very for the very topic. <laughs> is, is, is Brian eating a lot of fresh young meat? 
Well, Brian, well, Brian, y'all got to talk Brian, to Brian. Brian, Brian's gone. He's gone. <laughs> I've been, been with. I've been to the planet. He's on right now, and I don't want to go to that planet no more. But I hope he survives. <laughs> well, Brian keeps in shape, so he's just yeah. like. Hopefully, is he vegan yet? He is he vegan yet? Hell no. That's the next uh, step. That's the next step, Holmes. You got to keep up. So. You got to oh. keep up. We only give it out clues. boys, man. We don't judge here. You got to keep up with these young boys, man. We don't judge. So let me tell you only, something. Let me get, let me get, it's a perfect, it's a perfect time for Uber Chronicles. Uh, <laughs> just, just, it's, it's, it's on topic. Lay it on us, Big Daddy. Uh, Lay it on us. Uh, last pickup of the, uh, I, I got out there Friday night because it's the end of the month, and these motherfucking bill alerts come flying at my phone at lightning speed towards the end of the month for some reason and shit. Uh, emails, text messages, everything else. Anyway, I'm out there Friday, and uh, my last, I decided to call it a wrap at about just after nine. I got out there late and I picked up a young lady. I don't know how old she was, but it's 20 something. And I'm talking about the non rocket science conversation she had going on her phone. (laughs) I was like, God damn. You know, I mean, it was cliche. It was ditzy. It was, I heard the word Land Rover somewhere and, I got to get the bag. No, I got to get the bag. <laughs> I was saying, I have a thought. Like, all of the social media buzzwords. Here's, here's a thought. Here's a thought. If I'm 53 and I'm sitting up here single, I wouldn't even know what to say to this girl. I mean, I, I would just be like, it'd be like I'm talking to a kid or something, a little kid, right? But, you know, I'm listening and then we're getting around downtown area i don't quite know where we're going because i don't see the final destination and i said uh oh you going to one of the events because janet jackson and taylor swift both had a concert friday night in atlanta mm. another reason why wow. i was out there i said you're going to one of these events i thought she was like about to be vip at one of these events because she knew somebody this and that and she said oh no i'm going to work magic city and then the conversation made sense. Oh Lord, did I say and, it? And then did the I say Look, here I go. Oh yeah, I was there. Uh, I've been there before. I was. I said I went there 23 years ago because I think it was either 99 or 2000. <laughs> I went up in that bitch. The only time, and she said, "Oh my gosh," she said, "You didn't like it." I said, "I was." I said I was broke. <laughs> she didn't have nowhere to go for that. <laughs> oh, she was she was actually thinking I got, I she was actually thinking my fucking driving this Uber ain't a damn thing changed. Right. I did yeah. I never look, I never found that bag he was talking about earlier. I never found it. <laughs> All right. uh, and so, you know, wow. we, we pulled up and uh it was early and you know, everybody was dusting themselves off and getting ready to bless the pole. Hey. But uh Hey, you would, you wouldn't want you wouldn't want to actually sit down and have a conversation with that like that's strictly transactional. Like, oh my god, you you're know, better off tell keeping you that transactional. First oh. of all, the apartment complex in Buckhead that I picked her up from, I know that's costing a monthly lick, but because ain't nothing cheap over in that area. She ain't and, uh, for it. She's not paying for it. Obviously, <laughs> look, obviously, because she was talking about, yeah, he wanted to take me out tonight, but. You know, honey, I got to get this bag. I should have known she was a stripper when she said that. Yeah. But you know. 
I'm just I'm just driving, trying to maintain because at that time, cookie done kicked in. You know, I'm ready to get the hell on down the street before it, <laughs> it gets full flight on me. <laughs> it's nighttime and I can't see for shit no more. Y'all going blind? Man, I'm oh. telling you, man, I used to have 2019 vision. I'm talking about that shit is 30, 40 now. Shit. So, let me ask you a question, Gene. Yo. Let, me, let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. What's your 30, 40 vision? <laughs> If she had offered you a poke in the whiskers, would you have taken it? He gonna say no. He's hold on, hold on, hold on, dude. Like at what point? Now? I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you had the opportunity just to smash and step off. <laughs> oh, it's a hostage movie. <laughs> the hostage situation. Yeah, you know. Uh, nah, man, I love my wife. Oh, I'm here. I, I, love, I love her too. I love her too. I think your wife is the shit. Exactly. You'd be stupid to fuck around on that. You definitely would. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> shout out to Mrs. H right now. You <laughs> <laughs> mean to put your man under such pressure? <laughs> mean to put some pressure no, but real to reply in colors though. Real talk, Grant. All right, I had a little technical yes, difficulty. We're just coming back. What we were saying, you said real talk, Gene. That was the last talk thing that we heard. I guess we moved past that. Real talk, I'm on a cookie flight right now, and for you to expect me to remember that shit, real talk is crazy. Real talk That's is what crazy. The real talk. <laughs> cookie flight. Crazy. Cookie flight. All right, all right, all right, all right. I, I've had a I've had a long weekend. Like the team's on the road, so I've been starting Friday. Like I've been I've been smoking every day by like one o'clock, like the whole weekend. Like I I've barely moved off the fucking couch. I went to a four o'clock hey, class on Sunday. You're looking forward to one o'clock too, ain't you? <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, be like, when is one o'clock around this bitch? <laughs> I was like, God damn. <laughs> yo, this sure. shit feels good. So, let me throw this out there. Have y'all have y'all heard about the soccer dude that uh, his wife is divorcing him, but oh, everything oh, that he owns is in his mom's name. Oh hand. yeah, yeah, I heard, yeah. That's that's like in France somewhere, right? Yeah, I, I, I know the wife is Spanish. Italy, Spain, yeah. France. What, yeah, Europe, yeah that right, somewhere over there. Luke yeah, that brother. Yeah, he, he did it to death. He's he's up there. There's a the only person that's ahead of him. So there's a, I read a story about this dude. He older man, like I want to say there's like 25, 30 years difference between him and his wife. They get married. 21 years they've been married. Like after six months of their wedding, after their wedding, they go to the DR, right? Have a nice little right. trip. Uh-huh. Come back. All these years later, she decides she decides she's gonna divorce his ass. And take him to the cleaners. Find out he divorced her ass six months after they got married in the DR. The DR is one of the few right. places where you don't even have to inform your spouse that you're getting rid of them. <laughs> he divorced her ass after six months. They've been together 21 yeah. years and divorced in six months in the DR. Yeah, I heard that Gangsta. story too. Uh-huh. That's, that's the only thing better than than putting all your shit in your mom's name. <laughs> speaking of that, speaking of with that. I understand more and more these cats our age just, you know, I forget what they call them. Uh, they call them uh, passport brothers. <laughs> you know what I'm I'm, oh, yeah. Just going to other countries and finding find a lives or whatever. I understand it, man, because it's not even about. I mean, Kevin Samuels just put a light on it and says, man, you, y'all see this, right? It's right here, you know, and, and y'all see this. 
But man, the extent to which it's difficult now. It's difficult, man. It's difficult, Eddie, Eddie, bro. Eddie Murphy had a whole skit about it in the nineties, bro. Hell yeah, that very thing. Yep. Yeah, going going to Africa, finding Umfufu, finding him a bush woman. Yeah, yeah. And twenty years later, about it in the Eddie, I want off. I want off. <laughs> you don't treat me right. I'm an American girl now. <laughs> right. See, this is why I love this conversation. Well, Eddie did. Because y'all just skipped over all the minutiae in the conversation, all the the whole, like, woman doesn't do this, and the man has to do that, and why aren't we treating each other better, and my queen, and my king, and blah, 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 nah, y'all just, like, skip right over that whole shit and said, fuck these chicks, go find you somebody in another country. It sounds better. It's not. It's not exactly that, but it's it's. Uh, exactly that, it depends on what you happens. want. It's not exactly it depends on yeah, what you like, want. It's not exactly not that either. <laughs> you know? I just said I understand them. I just said I understand them because you know it's. Uh, I don't know. You know. I guess so, because I'm a throwback. I'm old fashioned. You know, and and to and to find. Uh, to find something that that you're just compatible with for life. It could be though that we've had it all wrong, and the marriage is unnatural in itself. But you know, that's another conversation. That is another conversation. I'm willing to have that one. That's right. That's right. We all clapping fingers right Snap now. Snap it up. Snap it up. That's right. You know. Listen, monogamy. But if you want that traditional type relationship. It's, you're going to be pressed to get that over here. Uh, it's, well, it's hard to do over here because because in America, you both have to work to survive. In most cases, both have to work to survive. And that sets the thing that sets the thing off balance immediately. And then it just devolves from there. But if you go to one of these other places, you know, I mean, y'all have heard me talk about my the possibility that I'll retire to, to South America. Part of the allure of that is that the dollar transfer is so lovely over there, like, you can live the life that you dreamed of here over there. Right. And so, like, I know dudes who go to the... No, I know forever. I know dudes who go over, like... I ain't gonna be there forever. They go to the next country because there's gonna be another one. There'll always be a place where the dollar is killing it until until it ain't. It's about to happen what we gonna be talked about on a podcast of foreigners... (laughs) Fuck going to America because uh, you can go to that shit hole and get it. That's what that's what's about to happen. Shit. For, for years, motherfuckers in the Euros. That's what they thought the, when the Euro was crushed. Us. They're like, "Yeah, we got to go to America to vacation. It's so cheap to live over there." You guys, I'm trying to, to say. You're not. I try to segue into uh, X's topic on uh, currency. Yeah, no, but it was a good segue because I was going to say, y'all, you're not really far off from where we're going as far as like from currency is concerned to property ownership is concerned. Right now, we're seeing a huge change in property ownership in the United States of America. If you're a young person and you're looking to buy a house with the rates being so high and the prices, even with the prices going down somewhat, it's like the numbers aren't sustainable with the jobs. And they're pushing these narratives now that it's not even desirable to do, you know, that renting is actually better. I was listening to a conversation between two people today where this woman said something that was right out of my textbook. If what she said was, if you don't own anything in the United States of America, you don't really exist. Because that's the metric that of the United States of America. If you own something, then you're someone. And then the other person said, well, you know, but I have investments in X, Y, and Z. But the truth of the matter is you don't own anything. So it's a perilous situation. But you have a whole generation of people we're talking about. Not only are they not interested in having sex like we were interested in having sex, they're not interested in owning property like we were interested in owning property back then. It's not such a big. Well, I think they're interested in it. It's not. It's not sustainable. I mean, we came off of, you know, the time that we came up, we came off of essentially two generations who had been served up the uh the gi bill 
Mm. You had the World War II veterans and then Korea, Vietnam veterans all served up the GI Bill. And eventually they got around to giving us our piece of it. But home ownership was being pushed. That was how he rebuilt this country through home ownership. Now everybody wants it, but the prices are so high, most people can't afford it. And it's making you know, them angry. Could, my daughter just graduated college. And she makes more than most of her friends do. But, like, Half for her to live on her own. house at a high rate? Shoo. Like, where's she going to buy? Like, how, how is she going to put together money to buy a house? Like, in Philadelphia, a one-bedroom sort of 1,100-square-foot condo, it's like $400,000, $500,000. You know, where's she coming up with 20% of that or even 3% of that to put down and then start paying the monthly rate plus the condo fee, like it's it's not right. attainable for a lot of people anymore. Well, property, and that's because we've commodified it, and people want to turn it. People to turn them all into Airbnbs, right? You know, the money people are turning them all into Airbnbs and taking them out of supply for regular people. It's not even that's not a sustainable model, if you want to be honest. Because no, what, it's not. But but that's what they're doing right now. It's what they're doing right now. It's not going to work out for everyone. Like, you know, I work with those numbers. So when I look at those numbers, I know it's not going to work. I know it's like we're in a, we're, um, the country's being terraformed. And we've said it before here. Yep. We're being terraformed. And it's, it's yep. a different type of, it's a different type of economy, activity, society. And it just is what it is. One thing, one thing that, that I caught on to this week, though, it's like, Young people like to complain that old people are complaining about things. We're not really complaining about them. We're just pointing them out. I know I'm not complaining we, about them. I'm just laughing. I ain't in the, I'm not an old person, so I don't know why well, you they include me in that they bullshit. Can, they consider our generation. <laughs> they consider our generation a different generation. They also consider us somewhat different because we are different. We are the last. Damn right. We are probably the last humans that have experienced everything. We've we've we're physical, we're right. we're mental, we're um <sighs> very mental. We remember no cell phones. Yeah. We were analog. We remember record players. We're the last analog yeah. generation. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We're the last generation you know. of we're the generation of picking up, like you said about the the young lady in your car. You you had no idea what to say to her. You probably didn't have to say too much. Your most basic stuff could have probably worked if you would have thought about it. You know, I know I dated a couple of strippers back in the day. Thank you, Jesus. And really, some of them were really smart. like dated, like that, like you know, like you know, that's this is my girl. Well, I'm just trying to turn hoes into housewives. This is my girl Trixie. That's how, this is my girl Trixie. This is Lynette. Listen. Her stage name is Cheetah. Peaches. By Lynette. That's right. This is Peaches. <laughs> what? Peaches. Strippers need love too. Peaches. Yo, no, I ain't even going front. I'm, not, my man Brian ran off with a stripper. I ain't seen this dude ever since. My game was never, ever good enough to to, we, uh, to get the attention we, we of no stripper. Cardinals in the playoffs, and uh, there's this dude, Brian, who lived up in, in West New York, New Jersey. He had just won this massive case. Like His share of it was going to be like $9 million. Like, and he shuts it wow. down like a couple of weeks before the playoffs starts. So he calls up. He's from St. Louis. Yo, can you get me tickets in St. Louis? I would get you, you know, get me a credit card info. We get you tickets in St. Louis. So now he wants to pay back. So he's like, I'm going to take you out for the best steak in St. Louis. During the course Say of that mess. day, he goes out and gets hammered. <laughs> Just absolutely fucking torn down. So now instead of going to the steakhouse of the Four Seasons, we're going to the Penthouse Club, which he's a member <laughs> in East St. Louis. We go through this back door. We're in this lounge, literally, like you knock on this door, this unmarked door, you knock on this unmarked door, woman opens the door with the titties hanging out, <laughs> like, what can I do? He shows his membership card, come on in, sits at a table with a fucking buffalo head hanging above us in a fireplace and shit. He dips into the other room, comes back with three strippers, hands out like $400 in stripper bucks to everybody at the table, says, hey, be careful, a little bit for the here in St. Louis. 
<laughs> long <laughs> night, long night, long night. Rose shows up at the game the next day with Peaches, the stripper he had met from Georgia oh, at Lord. the game. Oh, Lord. He was supposed to come to Philadelphia for game for the next game. Instead, he and Peaches fly to uh, Vegas, and we ain't heard from Brian since. Mm. Bribe you gone. Wow. Could be syphilis. Could be, yeah. But, you know. Could, could have been a hole in the desert. Yeah, no, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> could have been set up. I'm thinking that Peaches called D-Ray, and did D-Ray come out there and I, fly out right afterwards? So that way he can right. uh, Who knows? Because we have never seen who knows? Ryan. Listen, I always found strippers to be very interesting. Right now, a lot of those, a lot of those women right now are your lawyers and business people, and they invested their money. There were a lot of strippers that were out there that were working at those. Yeah, some of them are. A lot some of them are. I, I, don't, I don't know if I see a lot. That's an overstatement. There's, there's some that are church first ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There are some that are on yeah, there, the there are some that are let's on real high, housewife shows, right? Hold on, hold on. There are many. Listen, listen. This is how very few. Okay, the eighty twenty rule applies to strippers as well. Eighty yeah. percent of them trash. Absolutely. Trash. Yeah, okay, so, so, so of the of the twenty percent, when they fifth six rehab visit, yeah, of the twenty percent. That are, that are not maybe some of those wind up in the predicaments that you guys are saying you know bosses this that and everything but nah it's a low it's, it's low I think I don't think that's the road to uh, probable success yeah no that's that's a five percent of strippers definitely not no, you gotta you gotta have that plan going in you gotta have that plan and discipline going in like okay. Hey, look, I'm here right. and I'm quitting. I'm getting this money. Yeah. But I, I know the owners of – so the owners of the bunch of the local strip clubs went to a private high school here in Philadelphia. Mm. So like cheerleaders, risque, uh, those guys all went to the same high school, a place up in Bristol. So I've gotten to know those guys over the years. They went to school with some of my buddies. Um, and they're like, yo, these girls are just a mess, man. Like you – he said the more you get into it, like – they come here with good intentions, but unfortunately, the work makes even the best of them self-loathing. And like something that you do for the money, whatever, now all of a sudden you hate and going to work, so now you're going to get on so you can survive your shift because you got some old dude licking your boobies and shit. You know, you, you're sitting there saying no touching. This motherfucker's in a lap dance room trying to suck on your titties. Like, right. So now you're getting on to try and survive that. And before life. you know it, the thing's gotten away from you. No, the thing's gotten away from you. It's not an easy life. I mean, listen, when I was dating him, though, I was, first of all, I was young. I was good looking. And I basically, I used my, I wasn't there. Whenever I would go to the spots, I didn't have any money. I wasn't like bringing, I'm bringing $100 with me, all singles. And I'm trying to keep like, you know, 80, 89 of those, right? I'm only trying to spend $11. <laughs> That's how much it is for a drink. But I would tip the, I would always tip the girls when I was sitting there. And a lot of times when I ended up in those environments, it was, it was because of business. It was music. It was um, entertainment. It was something. It was videos. It was something like that. But listen. Looking nah, for very, that good nah, stuff. No, nah, but it was very simple for me. Listen. I'm, Why don't you I'm, tighten up I'm on that backstroke? I'm going to tell, tell you how I got that, though. I'm going to tell you how I got that. Because I'd be sitting there, and they'd come up to me, and I'd be like, look, listen, I'm, I'm tipping you because I know I'm taking up your space and everything, blah, blah, blah. It's not really my thing. You know what I'm saying? But you're a beautiful woman. Go on, do your thing and everything, but go elsewhere and, like, you know, make your money. And that would just basically make them want to come back and find out more. So it was just Man, like that's what did you that's you painted the most wholesome you painted the most wholesome uh, <laughs> uh, stripper uh, activities I've ever heard in my life, bro. He was like a Jehovah's I Witness even, sitting I came, in the strip club. Pardon me, man. I can't even look at the screen because your halo is blinding the shit out of me, bro. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If they would have served, served non alcoholic drinks, I would have had one. But listen, fellas, guess what? It's over. What, you're going to a strip club? No, no, no. That too. That too. No, but that they is, sound like he was he was going to he was going into the council them hoes. 
Bro, it worked. Bro, it worked. Help like with charm. their self-esteem. Listen, help oh, with their low self-esteem. I, I understand. I am. I understand the concept. Although I've never tried it myself, although I've never tried it on a woman myself, but I understand the concept of negging. I understand the concept of negging because really all I did was I just negged them. I was negging them. And I wasn't there. I it was just like you throwing stuff out there and hoping it works. You throw shit at a wall, and it works I, sometimes. I, I, this fool what said, can I say? This fool said. <laughs> this fool said, "I'm only tipping you because I'm in your space." <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, I don't want anything from you. Yeah. I don't want anything from you. Yeah, I don't want That's you to waste your time. <laughs> I don't want He's you to different. waste your time. Look, Grant, we ain't never heard that before. He's different. <laughs> We're going to use a simple analogy here. A simple analogy here. Man, I wish I'd have thought of that game I, got, I was going in there. That's what I'm trying to tell they, you. They, oh, they, my God. They, oh, they my pegged, God. They pegged me as a broke de broke for the time I hit the doorway, I know they did. They was like, oh, stay away from him. He ain't spending shit, and he gonna talk shit. Listen, there's a reason why, there's a reason why, there's a reason why in every movie, every stripper has a terrible boyfriend, because they're horrible at picking men, because they picked me. Anyway, Born in Trouble. (laughs) Seventh episode. From Philadelphia and New Jersey, Mr. Robert Brooks. Avoiding rooms full of women with daddy issues. It's Robert Brooks. <laughs> From the A, Mr. Dub K, Gene Hopkins. Hey. Avoiding humans. <laughs> and of because course, I'm sick of them. And of course, the owner of City Wings. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down, get you some. Get you some wings, Mr. Grant Lancaster. We're in trouble. We did it again. See, I mean, I don't know if this show could be. Oh boy! You know, is this show misogynistic or is it just realistic? You guys are gonna have to decide. Shark's ass water tight. (laughs) Shark's ass water tight. You guys have to decide. (laughs) (laughs) We're in trouble. Talk to y'all next week. Peace. That's right.